What up, world? Welcome to another episode of Architects, where we speak to the architects of art, leaders of creative industries that shift culture and challenge the way we think and feel about the world around us. I'm Taj Critchlow, host. This week's guests are one of the most exciting directing duos in the music video game right now. Their journey came into focus in 2014 while doing design and film in Toronto's underground scene when they were given a dream opportunity to direct a music video for the weekend's King of the Fall. That video showcased a side of Toronto that had never been captured on film. The same scene has since birthed many of the figures in Toronto's recent musical renaissance. Since then, they work with some of music entertainment's biggest names like Future, Post Malone, French Montana, Big Sean, Bryson Tiller, and Nav. The thing about these architects is that they're always reinventing themselves and through the years, their style has evolved from the dark, moody visuals they built their name on to bigger, bolder visions incorporating elaborate VFX and narratives. Even though we've never met before, I feel like these guys are cut from the same cloth that X and I are from. Their work is deeply rooted in Toronto and I can feel the spirit of what we started 20 years ago live through them when I watched their work. We've been circling each other for years, and I'm glad we're finally getting a chance to sit down and talk. So please join X, Dean, and I in welcoming Glenn Michael, Christo Anesti, and Vince Tran of Kid Studio. Taj, you got, you got the right idea of the wine, huh? Yeah. Hey, man, look, I said to you before, you know, you want to bun your weed, you want to drink your wine. This, this ain't no formal <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? I, want this I had to go get it. Cheers, I see you, Glenn. I see you. Cheers, guys. Yo, cheers to the creators, yo. Cheers, cheers to the creators. Cheers, yeah. All right. So let's 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 get into it. Off the top, I, uh, I was going to your website, as I mentioned to you earlier. Which is funny because it's all about your work and you guys are literally like out of, you know, not even there, which is awesome because you're literally putting <laughs> the work first, which is the reason why we created the show because now we want to give our flowers to y'all. Um, but this quote that I read from your website, inspired by our youth, influenced by our city. Talk to me about that. Now, where did that come from? What does that mean to you guys? Yeah, I think um, with the name like Kid, we always just wanted to use our younger selves as our influences. Um, looking back at the stuff that we found inspiration from and the things that we enjoyed as children really influenced and kind of speak to our aesthetic. And um, our city, like in terms of like Toronto being a huge influence, like other than X, X really represented Toronto very like to a T when it comes to this music video shit. And um, we just went to follow suit. Yeah. There was a, there's an ends in Toronto that we felt wasn't really represented, represented, which was like kind of this like Queen Street West kind of underground underbelly of Toronto that we kind of wanted to represent. And uh, I think we brought that through with our first like big music video, which happened to be for the weekend, you know, and which like kind of propelled us into what we're doing now. Um, and we just kind of wanted to keep that energy going, you know, with every music video that we did. Yeah, to speak to, to speak that too, I have this like analogy that I always bring up with, with the guys. How like, not always, but often, like as a director, if you find out somebody directed the video, depending on the artist, there's a lot of, you know, variables, but oftentimes it can just seem like the director's perspective is the video. And like King of the Fall, for instance, that's like, Glenn walking down Queen Street West every day. And another person that I would bring up would be like X, like 
or get get busy or something you know x was at that party probably in high school you know that's i actually use that specifically <laughs> all the time and that's what makes you know that that phrase that we use so important mm-hmm. that's amazing and it's funny you said that because referencing um the sean paul work that we've done especially get busy i remember x if you were if you recall when we sat down when we were like brainstorming ideas for that record for sean at the time um we were like man like let's let's dig back into our our childhood when we were coming up going to like house parties and the parents were upstairs chefing up in the kitchen making yeah. jerk chicken oxtail rice on <laughs> peas you know yeah. and and everyone would be downstairs you know very low lit a lot of smoke and <laughs> you know whining and grinding and it, it was a vibe and the whole thing bang on on the furnace like that was literally <laughs> taking from shit. a from a real life experience so I, I i love the fact that you guys have birthed your whole vibe in terms of storytelling from our city as a backdrop. Because if you think about it from like, just as a filmmaker, um, if you think about, you know, Spike Lee, you think about, you know, John Singleton, a lot of these cats, uh, they pull from their experiences, from their city, from their neighborhood, from their culture. And it's, it's amazing that you guys have used that as your inspiration, just like how we've done that. Because funny enough, once upon a time, and, you know, when we were growing up in our era, like there was a stigma that, oh, it looks Canadian. Totally. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, and it should ex- you know, mean, speak to this, but it's like well, we say that all the time. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. that, that, it's funny that you say that because we have that conversation like a lot, especially when we started out. It's definitely a mantra from the start as because because there was like a. You know, like when, when when like when Jordan left the league, and then like there's nobody for like a couple of years. Then LeBron came. There was like X was there, and then like <laughs> nobody was there for a bit. And then like we came in. You know what I mean? And in that little gap, we're like, fuck, man. Like we missed when you know there was you know somebody who was making you know Toronto slash Canadian shit not look Canadian. And we're like, we want to come in that. and, and yeah. fix that again. You know? And yeah, so it's funny that you, you guys say the same thing. It's it's wild. And then for the listeners that don't know, when people use the reference of it looking Canadian, it meant like subpar and mediocre and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. And like, Just for it, the record. <laughs> it looked, and it looked very like shiny and polished and, you know, like can't. In yeah, a bad yeah, way. In a bad, bad way. way. Like, very, like, it felt, it felt like candy coated a little bit. Um, like addy, very like exactly, exactly, or just bland. The digital blue. democratized uh filmmaking to a degree. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because uh yeah. back back then, you know, 35 it wasn't enough just to 35 mil was the first step, but if you didn't have the lights and the lenses or even yeah. the camera, then you still weren't there. Like the film wasn't all that For was sure. involved. You know what I mean? It, it, it's it's a whole process. And now you see people doing amazing work and yeah, you can go get a red, you can get I mean how many people you bump to like I got a red <laughs> <laughs> you ever need a camera you just hit me you know? it's not how we really do it bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's a little more than that you know what I'm saying but um, yeah. <laughs> your hustler homeboy who managed to go get himself a fucking hands on some fucking Rick I, I would I shudder to think what's, you know what I'm saying but um, it's good man you see the way the universe works and it allows everyone to do uh, I don't want to say everyone to do good work, but at least we're starting at a much more level thing. So the talent can really shine. Absolutely. Through. Absolutely. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because uh, look, man, all through the industry, there's a lot of people in high positions, 
but very few of them can see through qual can see through the quality or hear through the bad mix and hear the potential or see the potential getting to those people since they can getting to those people is very hard you know what i mean yeah. um and if you're lucky somehow they see your work and, and and hit you up but that's rare it's hard you know what i mean and before you get to those people there's a bunch of people who all they see is that surface level quality right. does it is the mix right? Is the quality, you know what I'm saying? They, they see that or they just look at the results. Mm. How many views? Yeah. How much money did it make? Yeah, yeah. How many, say, uh, that's, that's how they, that's their barometer. And right. I mean, whatever, they're, you know, people are in the position they're supposed to be, but that, that level, I call them the ninja level. I can tell just mm -hmm. how you move, how you move your foot, how you landed that punch. You go, oh, okay. Yeah. I see. That's real. Up. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's a level, man. But I, like I said, we're, we're, we're pushing forward. We're pushing forward. The more, the better these cameras get, the better some kid can just pick up a camera and do something great. So at least that middle level, because imagine before with 60, before 35, when you, all you had was 16 mil or a video camera. Yeah. Forget it. You know what I mean? So at, yeah. at least we're now, we're just in a whole new stage and the talent can really shine as opposed to being held back by, ah, oh, it looks cheap. Ah, oh, that's not the yeah, right, yeah, this yeah, and yeah. that. It's a, it's a good time to be a filmmaker. For sure. I feel like when you guys did King of the Fall, that was kind of the beginning of the like Canon 5D like era where like every kid was starting to buy like a Canon for a couple thousand dollars and shoot their first music video. It feels like that was the era at the time. Totally, for yeah. sure. I think yeah. I think we did a few videos prior using like I remember me and Vince using a 7D running around the city. Um but King of the Fall in particular was the first time we got our hands on a on an Alexa. But I, I remember too specifically, like I wasn't like in kid officially yet. And at that point, like all of I remember this so vividly, like all the videos in Toronto, especially like Toronto artists, like we're we're five D or seven D. Mm -hmm. And then I found out Vince and Glenn were like, Yo, we got an Alexa. I was like, my mind was blown and and you know, so it's it was on them to like say, no, fuck that, let's try it to level up, even though we only have some odd dollars and all these resources, you mm -hmm. know. Crazy. So let me let me ask you guys a question. Um, how did you guys all meet? How did that I, whole combination? I think come I think it started first. Me and Crystal met. We were selling shoes at Get Outside at Queen and Spadina. Actually, no, no, no. Crystal was uptown, and the only time yeah. you went uptown was if you got in trouble. So we got I got sent uptown, met Crystal. <laughs> And then uh, with Glenn, I think we met through our partners at that time, X is now. But we went to a trip to New York together and just got to chatting and kind of vibed. We were both doing different things at the time. I was graduating university from Ryerson. Glenn dropped out of Seneca. I think you were doing art direction at, um, I think, Contra at that time. It's like a magazine. Art school dropouts, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we started Kid not as film at all. It was just web design branding design studio so film was kind of like a fluke but now it's our saving grace in a lot of ways yeah so in terms of yeah because i read about the fact that you guys were doing graphic design and web design so i'm just curious like what kind of you know what kind of websites were you guys designing with like some corporate shit like rapper shit like i'm no, just curious just to know like yeah it was corporate stuff it was like i think at the time in vince the first project me and vince worked on was like some company that was under like a mars incubator or something like that you know on um on college street yeah very very corporate stuff it wasn't anything like what we would what i feel like we were destined to do you know like doing video 
came very, very soon after like starting Kid and thankful we didn't have to do much websites after that. But I think that's what makes Kid cool too. We were all like not doing video shit. And like at the time I was working retail and producing music for some Toronto acts and we were all did different shit. And even though we were doing that, we could peek into that lane and, and know like, you know, there's something like there's a lane for us in that in, in that world to fix, you know, and we all had that passion to go and fix that. That's but fire. That that made it better. We didn't go to film school. We didn't we didn't have these like invisible rules of what it should be and we just did it how we thought. What the, what what era did you guys come up in? When you were when you were kids, who what what Canadian what was the Canadian hip hop that was being played? Uh Let's Ride. Um Let's <laughs> yeah. Ride. Um, Baby Blue yep. Sound Crew. So you came in just just when the music was just <laughs> when we were Blue. getting to the level like we could play we could rock with this, but we weren't like I remember like artists like remember like Infinite. I was of thinking course. about this the other day. Um, and like I remember artists like that at the same time when I was like, so like maybe like that's like a few years earlier possibly. I remember this black and white Infinite video for some reason. Um, <laughs> that was a few years earlier. Yeah. You yeah, know what's crazy? Yeah, yeah. I used to um, I used to dance for Infinite. For real. Wow. <laughs> no, no that ass. I used to see that's the crazy shit. Might come up. I was a hip hop dancer. Uh, when I came into the game, that's how I met X. So X and I were part of a hip hop crew. So funny, you're talking same thing, Crystal, like you're producing. So when I met X, I was a hip hop dancer for a hip hop crew out of Brampton. X was the graphic designer illustrator that made all the, you know, flyers and all the, all our swag and our, he designed Let's our go, logo. X. One you time know? for graphic design, one time for graphic <laughs> design. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, why, that's, why, that's why I brought it up because it's crazy because to me, it's like graphic design, the key word is design, right? Understanding shapes, understanding how, what makes sense, how to put things together. And that was, it's important because a lot of cats, if it came from graphic design, if it came from, you know, if they came from art department or art directing or even painting or some type of art, just understanding that somehow most definitely works in the shoot i mean the art form that you guys are celebrating it you know i mean that makes i mean knowing that that like your style makes a lot more sense to me now like your like composition yeah. like layout like everything like from design to to your videos it all makes the sense yeah, every, the sets everything color, everything's color. very graphic at the same time you know like this makes a lot of sense I, to me now my my background is comic books when i was in mm. uh junior high grade school and junior high i thought i was going to draw comic books mm. then same. Yep. Then graphic design. I found graphic design in high school. And then after that, I found filmmaking. By the end of high school into, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. post-secondary is filmmaking. You know, I dug into the books. I literally went, and got, went to the bookstore and went to the section where it said filmmaking and bought books. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. There were no YouTube videos. There were no tutorials. <laughs> back then. You had to do the real work. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, the work is the work, right? If you, true, if you're yeah. compelled to do it, you know yeah, the deal. No matter what era. Yeah, yeah the things you love, you're compelled to do, especially when you're young. You don't force mm -hmm. yourself. You don't make yourself. I got to do it. Taj didn't think yeah. I got to dance every day. And I, I got to draw <laughs> every day. I just, I just drew, you know what I'm saying? Um, which is which, something to be said when you lose that, you know what I mean, as artists, when, yeah. that, when the compulsion isn't there anymore. You still do it. You're still good at it. But you're not compelled. Like I used to make um, tear sheets. You remember the mag when there's a lot of magazines. Magazines was Instagram, right? And I would go there, buy fashion mags, design mags. I would tear the pages. I would stick it in books, and I was compelled to do it. Yeah. And then at some point, I just stopped being compelled to do it. 
And now I have stacks of unglued. And I still say to myself every now and then, I'm going to glue those pages. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Crazy. But yeah. you evolve. We all evolve, in the, we all evolve in this thing. And then where is oh, it? Oh, you have to. You have to. But I feel as filmmakers, we evolve within the structure. Right. You, right. You'll find your next evolution somewhere within this, perhaps. I'm, mine is in storytelling. That's what I've dived in. Yeah. The pulling of the rug. There's a point where you always got to pull the rug. Every good movie pulls the rug out from underneath you. You know what I'm saying? And I'm putting that in my videos now. I'm putting it in everything. You pull the rug out. I'm, what? What do you mean? And then... And, and bring it back. Speaking, of, I got a treatment. I got a. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking. So speaking about. So speaking about evolution. Um, when you guys were talking about, you know, being, you know, being a kid and coming up, what were your inspirations in terms of like things that like really got you into that space in terms of you know TV shows or even even in what we do like coming up in your era like who are the directors or just artists or filmmakers that you were inspired by that you know again set you on the path that you guys are on today yeah i mean i i always had a love for for music videos i remember having this thing where i'd like come into the middle of a music video i'd never seen before and try to point out what director that was before that credit at the end of the music video would say the director's name. And I got really good at it, like the, like calling out styles and what video, what director did which video before you even saw the director's name. I was a huge fan of like, obviously Hype Williams, um, Paul Hunter, but before I even knew their names, like I was a huge fan of like Spike Jones's and Mike, uh, Michelle Gondry's videos. Like, like those were early influences for me, even though I didn't know their names at the time really right. set their set like set in intrinsically in my and even in our style now. Like I really love those guys as a, as filmmakers. And it's crazy that these all these all these like filmmakers that we revere started off doing music videos just like us, you know. So the best. That. The best. Let, let's call this out, man. Listen, as music you know the game. As music video directors, the industry looks down at, at this form. Thousand percent for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. But the most creative guys, the best guys, David Fincher, Spike Fincher. Jones. You know, the, the amazing. This is a great place to learn. It's a great place mm -hmm. to learn, especially the camera, yeah. especially the camera and the movement of crew and all that kind of stuff. By the time you're on the movie and TV, you're you're doing you're the ninja. <laughs> <laughs> you're not looking at camera. You're, you can you know that stuff and you can concentrate yeah. on acting and story because that is honestly that is the one part you don't have to. Well, Usher doesn't need your direction on how to dance a little better. You know what I'm saying? So it actually does take a little motivating performances become different. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, so definitely. film and television, that's, that's the top of it. Performance is the top, because the actual, the actual director role, the tradition, the first tradition of the director, he was one of the actors, and that's all he dealt with. And the DP shot it. The DP did all the shots. So what we're doing now is this combo where DP meets acting in the, and that's really the the dive and i don't know how much you guys are living in that world of actors and performance and story i think that too sometimes and i'm like when i see some guy who came out of like film school and just straight went straight into narrative stuff like remember starting out doing music videos and yeah not knowing like what a lens looks like instantly in your head or you know the, the basics of all the stuff that you kind of go through with music videos I can't even imagine just jumping right into performance direction without knowing that and without that being second nature so and it's Definitely, so much yeah, a part of what our best filmmakers get it. And that's why, again, we get back yeah. to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Those, those, there, there's not that every music video director is incredible, but man, listen, our top are the top. These guys are next level. Yeah, that's true. Well, you got it. 
Well, think of it this way, though, too. Like, I always say music videos are, it's, it's street poetry. It's street art, right? Versus, like, a commercial is, like, commissioned art. Where, yeah. hey, come in, shoot our boards, fuck off. Where, <laughs> when you do a music video, you're literally coming in and building the concept from beginning to end. And you are working with the artist to, like, really amplify who the artist is, amplify their lyric and melody into thing. Cause like a lot of times Hollywood's like, to X's point earlier, Hollywood always turns their nose up at first to music video directors like, oh, they know how to shoot shit beautifully and flashy, but can they tell a fucking story? But it's like, well, what music videos are you watching? <laughs> right? Because if you watch early Fincher or even like for you guys, like um, King of the Fall, that's a story. Right. There's Absolutely. a story going on. There's a plot. There's, there's a whole thing unraveling. And 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 for me specifically, what I loved about watching that video when I saw it, I was really impressed by the fact that here it is. You guys are showing a side of our culture that the world hasn't seen in that light. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. those guys were like. They're like goth emo rock stars, right? Yeah, like exactly. these guys are like these guys are like black rock stars yeah. in this kind of yeah. like this 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 secret society world, this <laughs> under this underworld, this yeah. underworld, this undercurrent that's happening, and we're giving them a piece like this is what Toronto's all about. Because you got to stand like being Canadian, going back to this whole conversation. Like when we were growing up. I am Canadian. The commercials are hockey and a whole bunch <laughs> of white folks. They didn't have cats looking like us in those yeah. spots so the fact that you guys are now injecting your culture injecting the the, the people and and the and the uniqueness of our diversity because yeah. there's nothing like toronto when it comes to diversity you'll meet like a jewish filipino jamaican <laughs> you, know what I mean? like, you know what i mean like it's it's that crazy you'll meet you'll meet like a you'll meet a japanese you'll meet a japanese trinidadian like that, yeah. that's toronto so it, it's that whole thing, like the way we talk, the way we talk, the way we, just the way we just move is just a whole different flavor. And, and, and I love the fact, again, how you guys always amplify that in your work, which leads me to my next conversation with you guys. In terms of music videos, now you worked with one of my fucking favorites of favorites of favorites, legends of legends, my man Slick Rick in the, the No Stylist video. Let's, yeah. let's let's talk about that. One, you had you had you had the, you had the Harlem legend. You had the Dapper Dan legend. Of course, you yeah. had mm -hmm. the, you know like the T Dot legend. You had a lot of legends in that video. Like, how was that whole experience doing that whole music video and capturing all these legends and making them feel special and unique? Ooh, good question. The um, thing about that shoot too, yeah. it was so New York. You know, <laughs> like you you know like we we personally don't love shooting in New York. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. It's just like. You know, too you're expensive. Twice as hard. Yeah, too expensive. <laughs> you're working twice as hard. And there's traffic. It's, it's a different. It's so, a different place now. But I'll tell you some. I'll but, tell you some stories about back in the day. <laughs> yeah, like, but like the whole pre-production and the shoot, like I don't know how to explain it, but it felt like New York. Like we were fucking going. I don't even know the areas from yeah, this place from, to like, this yeah, place. We went and to then we had to like Yonkers. Hey, where to were we? It was crazy. Yonkers yeah, to Brooklyn. It was all yeah. one day too. Yeah. And I remember we were even rushing so much that we had to send like this photographer to shoot some like B camera with ASAP who was in like Harlem on the top of a building. Like, yo, just go meet ASAP there while we link up with French and Lucas Savit at this fucking convenience store in the Bronx. Um, but I remember bodega, walking bro, into, bodega. Uh, yeah, the bodega. <laughs> the bodega, yeah. 
And then, uh, but I remember walking into the the mansion at Slick Rick. We were shooting Slick Rick at, and uh, his assistant was like, "Yeah, he'll speak with you in a minute. He's just taking a nap." <laughs> and we didn't get to talk to him for like an hour, you know. But then the second he came through, he, he was like the easiest guy to work with. Totally. And then when like, it's crazy how some of these um these artists and these musicians they could just turn it on once once you call action. Like, it seems like he changed into a whole different person. He got his tea out, started sipping, started dancing. <laughs> but, like, prior to that, you know, he's, like, very, very, even stoic, even, you know? But then once <laughs> yeah. it's, like, time to go, they're on, you know? Yeah, um, he brought out his bag of chains. Yeah, like, <laughs> when, when, we heard, when, like when we heard Slick Rick was going to be on set, like, you hope that he's bringing, you know, like, everything you know <laughs> Slick Rick for, like, the chains, and the eye patch and the, the, the get up and everything. And he came through a hundred percent. But I, I love that he had it in like, like Ziploc bags. Remember that? He yeah, had yeah, like yeah, a yeah, thousand yeah. chains and like this giant Ziploc fucking resealable bag. And he just took them out and was putting them on Drake and shit. It was hilarious. And the car, the car in the video where he's riding around, it said like paid in full on the, um, on the license plate. And apparently it was the car in paid in full. <laughs> yeah, that was sick. Yeah, yeah. Some dude just rolled up in it. Just rolled like we were supposed to do. It was supposed to be like a Bentley, and this guy just rolled. Oh yeah, through. he just he, happened to be driving be, the paid and full car. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't even the car. It. Yeah, we and we rented that Bentley and didn't use it. X you probably knows how <laughs> yeah. this goes, man. Like you spend all this money on some like some flashy thing, and artists could like switch their mind in a second. And you don't, and that's like I get it. Five, now I feel I've I've always felt if there's something a piece of equipment or a thing I didn't use on set, I always feel like damn, we should have used that. You know yeah, what I'm saying, yeah. and I, I still have that's a that's a that's a thing for me. Find and a that way guy, that thing that's sitting there. Find a way to use it, man. The game yeah. isn't. You got to really listen to that whisper. But that that's one of those ones. If that crane that's just been in the corner, pull it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a couple months ago, we shot this Bryson video. Glenn, I don't know if you remember this. This girl, this this uh, RPA was painting these like ten foot pillars white, like three of them for two days. For like, literally two days, and it was the last shot of the shoot. And we didn't even end up getting to shoot it, and we still feel like bad for this like RPA to this day because she yeah, spent forty eight hours painting these pillars. That we didn't <laughs> yeah, use, yeah, bro. we could have just fucking color switched, you know, in the in the grade. Oh. But we're like, nah, we casualties of war, <laughs> baby. The casualties yeah. of war. You know, the, the, the worst ones are when are the ones you didn't realize you should have done. There's the ones you know yeah, you heard yeah, the whisper, yeah. but the ones and you'll feel it twenty years later. Taj, you remember that um for the video for toying a toying, the promo I made of the ninjas fighting? Right. Right. And they're twin <laughs> brothers under their mask. So these, I, so it's this massive matrix type set. Two ninjas, one in white, one in black, fight one another. Underneath their masks, they're actually twin identical brothers. And at the end of the thing, they, they do the pose. And not till 20 years later do I realize they should have taken off the mask. They're twins. Oh, and see the twins. No. Uh, <laughs> Bro, if I ever get a time machine, I'm fixing up uh, art. Yeah, yeah. So, the, 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 that's, some, where, that's where you're going. Yeah, bro. someone else can save the world. I don't want to mess that up. But I am going to go <laughs> get the twin <laughs> mashup. Yeah, link, link up with the Ninja Twins. Uh, I, I do, we all feel it, bro. Yeah. Um, I noticed lately, and even more and more, you guys are incorporating more um, CGI, VFX, um, I, I watched this video you guys did for uh, this artist called Disclosure, which is really awesome, by the way. And it's, I felt like, 
you know, coming from my, you know, back in the day, it's like on some Willy Wonka shit. Like it's trippy, it's 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 psychedelic, it's funky and crazy. Uh, of course, in Wolves, same thing. Incorporated a lot of that. Really cool transitions, things going into things, legs, like the whole wolf stuff. It's really fucking awesome. So speak to us about that. Like, what's what's going on? I know this this is something that you guys are playing into more. Is this like a new sandbox you guys are playing in? in terms of just trying to add certain things to your to your your art form? One thing that we do with every project that we take on is that our goal is to always try something new and learn something. Um, even though we sometimes we may not hit the mark, or we fall flat on our face, at least we tried something so we could at least have something new in our toolbox for the next video. And like, I guess like VFX and CGI is just like kind of the, the you know, the vibes you were in right now. Um, yeah, it's, that's something. It's something we're totally foreign to. So it's something that we kind of just want to experiment in in this moment. You know, like a lot of our videos before had nothing, had no CGI or VFX. So it's just something that we're kind of just like you know, kind of experimenting yeah. and dabbling in right now. And we, and we were always known as like at the beginning these like the gritty raw directors. Mm-hmm. You know, like an ad agency in, in Toronto would get us because they needed like this guerrilla style thing. And they're like, yeah, let's just get these kids, give them fucking like no money and they can shoot this Nike spot for us, you know? And, you know, it was slowly just trying to build up and be like, no, we're more than that. We're bigger than that. And even with Disclosure, you know, we spoke about storytelling before. We just wanted a chance to show like, no, we can do more than King of the Fall or, you know, an R&B video. We can also tell the story. And, you know, we were talking about what videos we liked growing up. Like a lot of, I know I can speak for all of us when we say a lot of our favorite music videos in the late 90s and early 2000s were like, electronic music videos because they were always narrative based and could tell these crazy quirky stories and half the time the artists didn't need to be there so you don't got to deal with them and you could just right. <laughs> have fun and do something and that's why we really got excited to, to get those disclosure videos you know and we made it such a point to get as many of them as we could so we could show that side of our work you know i've always thought of you guys as very graphic though i've always thought of you guys as effects i guess maybe i caught you mid-stride <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah. i've always i've always seen that in your work very clean and yeah. beautiful you know it's um yeah yeah i like the word that i like the word that taj used when he said as you said it like unraveling like i think that's a big part of our shit like it's not as like you know music video we like but it's like you peeling off like a layer every couple seconds slowly and you know letting it marinate and not like spoon feeding the audience and yeah being graphic but telling this weird story by taking a piece off every couple of seconds you know so I, I like i like that word unraveling you know no thank you man and, and for me it's like the way you guys implement your cgi vfx stuff i love it um it's 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 in a way where of course coming from our era like you know the christopher nolan mindset like everything camera has to be practical but sometimes it's like yeah you got to go fucking out there a little bit sometimes you got to go a little bit wacky and 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 play with certain things and if it's yeah. done well and if and if it's purposeful right because sometimes you know my whole thing is like okay like crazy analogy like think of think of George Lucas with the with the the prequels of Star Wars right yeah let's that talk about me, it let's talk <laughs> let's, let's let's talk about it to me to me that's to me with all due respect, like that's 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 lazy. That's lazy CGI VFX in a sense where yeah. it's like you could have you could have done that I practical. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, X. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it down. That's George Lucas you're talking about. <laughs> no, 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 hold on, hold on. But hear my point. Hear my point. What I'm talking about is 
if you the original the original Star Wars uh, trilogy, he used a lot of puppetry, and he used miniatures and stop and go animation. Like, fine if there, if there's certain things that require C, uh, 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 CGI or VFX, by all means. But there were certain things in the prequels when he was using like CGI for like things that you could have used an actual puppet. He could have used yeah. an actual. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, there's, there's certain yeah. things where, I, that's where I'm talking about lazy VFX and CGI. It's like, okay, if we're now expanding on a world or building something that would have been crazy, insane, like look at Mandalorian, right? They're, they're, they're yeah, building these amazing virtual um, planets and, 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 and landscapes that make sense, that still look awesome. The, the technology is yeah. in a whole different place. But when it came to like certain characters and certain puppets, they're bringing that back. The whole George, uh, uh, the whole you, you got, uh, Jim Henson. It's an actual element. character. If it's a puppet and it's talking, that's a person. It should be. That's there what I'm talking about. And that's my some, point. We, well, the thing with CGI is that in it, the moment it looks like, oh my god, this is that's an actual thing right there. But as years go by, you just get yeah. adjusted and you can see what's real and what's not, and that mm -hmm. doesn't later it doesn't. Like if you look at early Marvel movies, you'll be able to tell when the suit is uh, computer graphics. Right, right, yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? But in the, in the moment, no one said, oh, obvious. You would have to be an expert, expert. It's either really bad or you got, you're of that level to notice that the costume is completely CGI. You know what I'm saying? It just keep, right. it keeps evolving, but at least there's an actor in there. Sometimes those guys in Star Wars would be acting against thin air. Straight <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> just, yeah. Imagine there's a thing. To a tennis ball. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. right. like, speaking, speaking to directors, David Fincher, right? Um, in Panic Room and a lot of his stuff. He uses, uh, Panic Room specifically, he did some really cool transitions that incorporated like CGI mm. in a way where you kind of felt like, was that practical? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it was really smart shit and, yeah. and, and it was intelligent. It was purposeful. And I, sure. love what, I love the way how you guys are incorporating the CGI element. And I love the fact that, again, as artists, it's our job and duty to continue pushing the needle forward in terms of our artistry and not yeah. get comfortable with the shit that the thing, we The thing is, though, too, now, is like sometimes we don't want to do like VFX or CG. Like we want to do practical, but you know, the fact of the matter is like music videos these days aren't, don't have the biggest budgets. We love, we love using miniatures, you know, like we've done it a couple of times and we did this one video with disclosure that involved um, a miniature, another build of this tiny house and then stop motion at the end. You know, and I remember at the beginning, I think, I can't remember what, to what extent, but we wanted to do like way more stop motion, couldn't afford it, didn't have enough time or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I think we come from a place too. we, we would rather practical too, because we That's know right. how the shit works. And in 10 or 15 years, you can tell, you know, but oftentimes too, you're, you're battling against. Yeah. We got to get the idea. There's a level of this where you just got to yeah. draw it. I mean, some yeah. of these stories are so good. You know what it is. It, it, yeah. it's music videos and television they gotta do CG but movies that's the point of movies you're supposed to spend a hundred build it build a, I want a giant yeah, avatar yeah. puppet yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, yeah. like all, all, all that you know, yeah. the, the, but the effects you guys like this new Bryson Tilly thing you got coming it looks incredible oh yeah yeah it just came out today yeah what's the thinking for what, what's the so what's the what is the purpose in the trap in the Bryson Tilly he came to us with a pretty specific overall brand scope he actually did it not that specific but just said gave us one word he just said time this album's all about time and you know that's a pretty easy thing to you know it's been done to death but then we we kind of pitch forward like you know non-linear time 
and, and doing a trilogy of videos that spanned over not only time, but space in a nonlinear way, in this almost interstellar way. And then once this whole trilogy comes out, you know, they're not in order. And then you see the same girl twice in one video, she's there. And, you know, and, and he just allowed us to, as long as he had some, like, he can catch on to time being there, you know, um, he was happy. And he just let us, you know, run free with the other trippy stuff we wanted to do, you know. It's, it's a dissertation. Yeah, yeah. You guys have a thesis you're putting out into the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It looks incredible. It looks like, you know, Salvador Dali time just, is that, it was Salvador Dali uh, influence? Must have been. Oh, yeah, yeah. Someone, I mean, someone you actually can't, you can't avoid it. A, a Salvador Dali melting clock to set, but we're like, okay, that's like two on, it's like two on the nose. Um, so we kind of yeah. took it out, but. Um, yeah. I mean, dog, back dog. to my philosophy, y'all should have put that in there. Let them know. You love it. Let them know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, definitely. We, uh, we definitely, um, that was in the mood board for sure. Dolly was definitely in the mood board. Yeah. And it's also just like us, you know, being in LA for a couple of months and going from city to city, doing some psychedelics, fucking sitting around talking and, and, you know, being, as you guys know, being from Toronto and going to this, you know, California, you're like, you want to shoot this expansiveness that we don't get to here, you know? And, and how big can you make that look? And how different can you make? Because everybody fucking shoots in the desert, too. That's another thing, you know? And if and I'm sure you guys know the, the flat desert that everybody shoots in. And I like, like, no, we need fucking sand dunes. Let's go to Wyoming or fucking, where were we going to go? Um, There's a sand dune desert in Mexico. Mexico. There's the one where we shot Mystical. I've never, I've never shot the flat desert. I've only shot the, the yeah. sand dune one. Cause that one, oh, the sand dune one is further. So everybody goes to the flat one now cause it's cheaper and it's like an hour away. So we're like, no, let's fucking do it. Let's drive three hours and stay over the night. And you know, and we were, cause we wanted to go to New Mexico at first, but just cause of time we couldn't. Like the sand dunes um, are jamming. Yeah, it looks incredible. Yeah. Even, even yeah. the clips. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna pull up the video right now since I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so since we're on the topic of music videos, another music video that truly moved me on so many levels, emotionally, culturally, and just spiritually, was the Air Forces video you guys did for yeah. uh, Mustafa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you speak to that? Like, how did you hook up with him? How did that whole concert come about? Like, just that whole interaction and 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 how do you guys come up with this this visual that you really wanted to like represent him and his culture and who he is as an artist yeah he reached out to us through um through another artist we work with a lot named safe safe hit me randomly he's like yo this kid mustafa who obviously we know of wants to do one of his first videos with you guys and we all three of us were just like fuck yeah because um vince what were you saying today about like the mod club that like that analogy you know what i mean i think kind of like for a lot of artists coming up now it's almost like um the rite of passage mod club was the concert mm. that you wanted to sell out as a right, new artist yeah. and i felt like to us i was telling crystal it's like the mod club of music videos for young yeah, artists it's like the kid studio video you know yeah. <laughs> and he and he and he said something you know in one of the first conversations to that to that and i love that i'm like yeah because we because until that video, we hadn't been able to tell a real Toronto story in I don't know how long, you know, and we all got up out of our seats and we're like, oh, yes, wow, let's yeah. make this fucking the best that we can for this kid who's telling this like incredibly positive story and he's going to be a star. We all know this. And we're like, yes, this is another opportunity like we did with Abel just to, you know, help that person, you know, tell their story. And, and, and felt so good that he recognized, you know, we are the people to do it. And yeah. 
I also felt like Mustafa was just tapping into when he was telling us about his like idea of it. it felt like he was tapping into tapping into memories and dreams, you know. So yeah. it was like our, yeah. our duty to try and bring it to visual life. So that was really yeah. beautiful. Definitely. How'd you get to the camera style? The the the, the choice of lens and st- like that was a very it, every shot. You know what that is? It's unique to it. Yeah, I mean that was something really specific to us because a part of what Mustafa wanted to do was, and he he was. He could have had like a co-direct on this because he was so, you know, specific about what he wanted. He said he wanted to capture his community, you know, in this flattering light that they don't often get to be portrayed, you know, under. And, you know, the first thing that came to our our minds was, you know, let's make them look enormous in terms of just in and make these worlds feel much bigger than they are. And and, and because they're always relegated to this, like, oh, that's region. This is this. And it always feels like they're getting, you know suffocated and we're like eight mil the whole thing mm-hmm. we couldn't shoot film because of time or money i can't remember what so we're like how do we how do we make this feel as raw as we want and right. eight mil as t- tight in as we can get on faces or as far back and god's eye it was all god's eye and eight mil you know like seeing seeing this community from the best mm-hmm. light and or an or an omniscient light you know and that was the thought process or just, and that the philosophy of it yeah exactly incredible exactly. That's amazing, and there, man. And there's and there's some camera moves in there that are inspiring. The, the camera yeah. moves in the car is terrific. Oh man, that one was that's a good good story. We were like <laughs> the whole shoot, we're like, bro, we found out that these guys in Canada can do this rig for us and nobody's done this shot. And Vince was like, you know, yeah, the producer had on he's like, yo guys, this is not a good idea. But like we like we like we banged him and Vince was like, yo, you know what? That shot is incredible. We have to do it. And you know, we had to sell Mustafa on it and shot it on like a, another day that wasn't in the schedule, and just and for that for that five second shot, you know, like and then we're so happy we did like 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 you said about not doing something that would have like killed me for years had we not <laughs> done that shot. Use, you know? use everything, man. Use everything. That's the idea. If it's yeah. on set, use it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't on set though. <laughs> 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 You're the producer, baby. <laughs> Yeah. You, had, you, had Vince, yeah. you had Vince sweating fucking bullets. Yeah, sure, sure. It was it was it was nice not to get permits for something, you know, like to do yeah, yeah. To, to go back gorilla days. It was nice. Yeah, yeah I feel, sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta put you know sometimes you gotta get the smell of the napalm in the morning, you know. Sometimes you gotta go back, you know. Um, stinky, bro. Napalm stinky. But it's, it's, crazy, it's, crazy, it's crazy that shot in particular. Filmmakers are not. Uh, everyone kind of noticed that shot and. Yeah, made it really all worth it for us, you know. Yeah, we're like, no, we're like, nobody's gonna fuck. That's like know a very, very shot, shot and it goes through the thing, or like, nobody's even gonna notice except for the other directors. But you know, regular viewers noticed it, and it felt great. I've heard a lot of people talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I was just talking to Ali about it last week. We worked oh, yeah. with the same the same grip that uh, you guys <laughs> yeah. worked with to do that shot. Greg, man, and he pulled off a yeah, Greg, he pulled off legend. another insane shot for us. No, I was gonna say that video was great. The one in the uh, Scarborough Library. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which one's beautiful? A fast turnaround. Thank um, you. My next question for you guys: We're talking about techniques and styles and, and and inspirations. What are some of the movies that you watch coming in? And this is, this goes out to everybody because I I want us to kind of play around in the sandbox. But like, what are some of the movies that you watch that changed your life? That fucked your head up? That opened up <laughs> that third eye? To make you be like, holy fuck, like, what was he on? I need to be doing that. Uh, the Shining. Um, Woo! Eyes Wide Shut. Um, 
Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Sorry, fucking was it? Yeah, Eternal Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gondry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that movie is a huge inspiration for me, which like um, was a huge inspiration for the the first Bryson Tiller video we did as well. Um, I'm I trying remember, to. I, um, I, I could go through my Rolodex right now in my head. Um, I remember <laughs> like when when like I started getting into film, I was like trying to find shit to watch, and I stumbled across like this fucking list that Spike made, like Spike Lee made, like. I think in the nineties, like top 25 films you must watch. And I just binged all of them in like a month, mm. but all of the Fellini ones always stuck with me. Like, uh, Dolce Vita, I'd fucking watch like every night and eight and a half, eight and a half, yeah, eight and a half, you know, and Fellini movies, you know, feel a lot like, I feel like our work, it's just like this, a lot of odysseys, you know, and, and character, you know, character dissection, you know, and, but then bringing it to the graphic world, like the Kubrick stuff, you know, it's like Kubrick and Fellini, it's like graphic meets, you know, intense character, you know, searching. Masters, that's, that's man. Ma- ma- yeah. Masters of the game. How about you, Vince? Who are cast that got you inspired to get, to get into this crazy business of uh, filmmaking? I think visuals that stuck with me, especially when we decided to pursue film with Kid, was stuff from, like, Khalil Joseph, the short film he did with, like, Soul George, mm. called The Model. Yeah. That one stuck oh, with yeah. me. Um, El Guincho Bombay, so, like, Canada's mm. earlier work before they did like yeah. Tim and Paula and all that. Um, yeah. Roman Gavras, you know, like Justice, Stress, all that. That was yeah. a huge inspiration. And, all, and all his all his MIA videos, by the way. All his MIA <laughs> yeah. videos. Yeah, kids, yeah. fuck. How can we not mention kids, obviously? Kids. Oh, yeah, the movie yeah. Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids, yeah. Um, Shout out to kids Miramax. Um, also, a um, huge person for me is like Bourdain, you know, just like hearing his storytelling, mm-hmm. even though it's not, yeah. you know, it's just him as a host, but his his ability to tell stories in yeah. such an th- authentic way is uh, inspirational for sure. It's funny you said that because Bourdain, funny enough, my wife, my wife is a hardcore fucking foodie and um, I fell in love with food shows because of Bourdain and because of Iron Chef, but the original <laughs> Iron Chef, the ones like straight yeah, up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like straight subtitles, like just hardcore shit. Um, in, but in terms of filmmakers, for me personally, um, Kubrick is, you know, I'm not going to show you my office right now, even though if you go, if you slide, if you see that picture back there, that's the shining that's Jack, uh, Nicholson, that's Jack Nicholson sticking his face through the door. Yeah. Um, but um, Kubrick is a huge inspiration for me. Um, and of course, uh, and Hitchcock, I love horror and thriller. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. you know, Hitchcock is a master and if you want to talk about the master of masters, um, Orson Welles, um, oh, yeah. Citizen Kane, who's pretty much created all the film techniques that we all borrow yeah. from to this day. Let's appreciate Orson Welles for a second. He not only shot that and <laughs> came up with that, he was in it. He acted in it. He killed it. <laughs> That's crazy. What did you guys yeah. think of Mank? You guys watch that yet? I did. Mm-hmm. I did. did I watched think? That's Fincher, Fincher's Mank. You know what? I respect it. You know, film noir. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a master, man. You know, Fincher, you know, like it's one of me and X's favorites. Um, even though if, if, yeah, even though even though even though seven, <laughs> even though seven is probably one of the best thrillers in 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 modern times, but you know, uh I appreciated Mank for the for the cinematography, for just just for the ode to cinema, to the love letter to cinema. Mm-hmm. Um Can we talk about some classic Fincher videos though? Do you guys know your Fincher videos? Uh yeah, yeah. man, look these up. Let's, 
What's the uh, what's the the Madonna one or uh, with Christopher yeah, Walken? The, the, Madonna, the, Madonna, the Madonna one with Christopher Walken. Yeah, yo, that's it. Storytelling, yeah. vision, everything about concept, everything about that video is next level genius. Mm-hmm. How about yeah. the Rolling Stones? The Rolling Stones Fincher video, the black and white with their big giants walking through the city. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's it. Yeah. The thing with him too, he was doing it for, like he was. He's he really spent his time to do the music videos and like he really grinded it out. And what, he, what was his first movie? Fucking Alien, like four Alien or something. Alien. Yeah, yeah, like you know, <laughs> that's why I like Fincher's story. Like he really was in like the shits doing that stuff before he got that big op, you know. And, and that's why I, lo- I love his story where he had to really spend his time doing the music videos and doing the stuff mm-hmm. he didn't. Yeah, he's, extremely he's, want to do. He's the epitome of us, right? He, he's yeah. like, the thing is, we are we are his students, we are his children, right? Him, yeah. Mark Romanak, Anton, yeah, Anton yeah. Corbin, Spike Jones, Michelle yeah. Gondry, Cunningham. Um, oh, whoa, yeah. Chris Cunningham, yeah. fucking him. Woo! Yeah. Oh yeah. Now so, we fucking talking. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, but let's give it up to some some of the lady female directors, like like Mike uh, Diane Martell. Mob Deep, fucking yeah. Mary J. Blige, Method Man. Yeah. Um, she did this amazing dance uh, doc. Uh, I'm, bring, with I'm, the bringing back, I'm bringing back to another classic, Bob Giraldi. Do y'all know Bob Giraldi? You know that mm. name? No. No. Not yeah. no. Man, <laughs> Lionel Richie, hello. Cindy Lauper videos. She did the Cindy Lauper videos. Remember those videos? With the, with like the, movies? the clay face? Yes. Bob oh, he did beat it too. Shit. Did he do beat it as well? Yeah, wow. he did beat it. I'm looking yeah, at him right beat now. It. Oh yeah, yeah. And then, wow. and, and then, and if you want to throw in some classics, you got to throw in John, John Landis, who did for me. Oh yeah, probably oh, one yeah. of the best videos of all times. Fucking Thriller. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what. That's Landis what got. Did. That's what got me into this business. When I saw Thriller, yeah. that's what changed my life. When I saw like, how the fuck can this guy bring in <laughs> cine, you know, cinematic, movie, mm-hmm. dance, yeah. performance, acting, dialogue. And then, you know, he, he also directed one of my favorite horror films, uh, American Werewolf in London. Yeah, hell yeah. Which also changed my mind to see actually fucking a human being transform with this amazing <laughs> yeah. fucking art costume with a fucking hand stretching out. Yeah. It was this mind-blowing fucking shit. We, we, um, we had this constant joke when we were doing the Big Sean video that we were going to just pitch him on turning into a wolf like in, in, wolf. in American <laughs> Werewolf. We, we just never did it. We're like, yeah, he's not going to get it. He's not going to fuck with that. So we never <laughs> pitched it to him. Let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. Let's talk about wolves. Yeah. Um, how was that experience? You know, like I know you guys worked with um, Big Sean before on on on. Was it bounce back? Bounce back. Yeah, yeah, I'm about yeah. to say clap back, but bounce back. Yeah, and the <laughs> one with Migos. Yeah. 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 If we're talking about if we're talking about going back in time and changing something, I definitely would have pitched. The Teen Wolf idea for this video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we we want to just do Post Malone and like Big Sean as like Teen Wolves and just like we we playing basketball, that. playing like, basketball. <laughs> yeah, like that was that would be the whole video. <laughs> That's fire. <laughs> yeah, we, we made fire. a joke about it, and then like the more we joked about it, we're like fuck, that would be fucking amazing if we just you know stuck to that and did that. So how was how how was that experience working with Big Sean? You know, you guys have been collaborators on those jobs like how was that experience especially when it comes to collaborations like i know with x and drake you know drake will come up with the idea and x will come in there and polish the idea and they go out and and execute so what's what's those collaborations like with you with like with 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 abel and 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 of course you know big shout to my man lamar and 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 then of course working with big sean for those cats who are i call them repeat you know repeat customers in a sense <laughs> yeah. 
because you guys found a, a, a synergy and a, you found a groove. Uh, well, we've been lucky enough to work with artists that really trust our vision and kind of give us free reign on a lot of our ideas. So when all the, um, so we do work off lyrics of the song and kind of like pick, pick things to kind of inform an idea. But for the most part, like all the work that we've done with Abel, um, we've got free reign. So the I, thing like, about both of those guys too is they have two really good creative directors that just kind of guide the whole thing. Not sure. like the both of those artists, you know. Um, I think it's key like Lamar and Mike and Carson. Mike Carson, yeah. You know, they 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 give you the world that they want, the very right. general world to play in. Because I the worst is when I hate the word open brief, even though as much as I love it, because sometimes it's just a waste of time. You know, like just give me mm -hmm. something that you know real <laughs> if you can. And those guys will just give you like one thing, you know, I think like reminder, like you said, you just said Mulholland Drive. That's it. That's all I said, you know, and for Big Sean, Mike Carson was just like for the earlier videos, no grain, you know, oversaturated, almost like retro future. That's it. Now you guys go and, and both like of those Bryson, times. I think like made, Bryson yeah, just Bryson said the word time. Just, yeah, that's all we want. Like just give something to inform us and just let us run from that, you know. Because if not, our minds are going to fucking go Everywhere, crazy. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so all those guys ha have... And yeah, Bryson too, another great creative director, Chase. Um, they, they, they're there and they just give you that one thing to let you create a world within, you know? That's amazing, man. Because to me, it's like... My whole thing is this, because like outside of us even having our own production company, you know, I, I, you know, I also manage. So for me, it's yeah. like... My whole philosophy is this. If you're hiring this director right let him do his fucking job yeah. in a sense where uh, it's like allow him to give him the canvas give him the paintbrushes go and fucking paint go make your art and trust in me trust in our trust in our ability to do what we got to do and 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 i felt even for like working with x working with karina evans and our team that the best work that we have ever done is when we are empowered to do what we got to do um in terms of next chapter for you guys which is always an interesting conversation um because like as you guys continue evolving with your with your artistry and your storytelling what would be the next chapter for for kid studio like are you guys thinking about playing in the world of you know feature films getting into television has there been any conversation about a kid studio film i'm, I'm very very mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. curious to know about that i mean yeah that's the conversation we have often I think yeah. uh, that's just the, the next step in our evolution is TV and film. Um, you know, yeah. we're big fans of, like, it's just kind of the dream of, you know, when we started someday, you know, make, make, that, yeah. make, that, make that movie. And, and it feels like it's the right time. Like, we've almost, we've worked with almost everybody we wanted, aside from, you know, two yeah. or three people. So it's just like... Wait, 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 hold on. Who's the, hold on, Christo. You can't, I'm not letting you off the hook, bro. <laughs> <laughs> who's on who's on who's on the hit list who's on the wish list baby who's on the wish list talk to me about the wish list who's a, who's a two to three obviously need a obviously need a kanye obviously need a frank ocean yeah and a daft, daft punk for sure Ooh. definitely <laughs> i gotta fuck with some daft punk man yeah yeah but there's a, there's definitely a couple more than that but those are the yeah. first ones but aside from that it's like and those artists will be there and forever, and we and and us doing a movie or a fucking show is only gonna help our chances to get that. So, you know, it's, that's where we're at in our career, where it's just like there's no reason not to at this point. And I think that's what this year is really about for us, getting getting to to that point. That's fire. Um, what would a what would a kid studio movie you know 
look like feel like <laughs> we put we, we put that question out in our on our instagram what would a kid studio um film be like and like we got some really interesting answers um it's it's, it's interesting to see people what people what people think of uh, a kid studio film would be like but i don't know I really want to make a romance movie, to be honest with you. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that'd be like, 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 like true, like true romance, like the movie, like, like the Tony Scott true romance. No, I don't know, man. I just, I just want to make a love movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's fire. That's fire. Yeah. I can see, I can see, like, an eternal sunshine. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Um, I got two more questions. These are, these are, these are two biggies. Okay, these are, these are two biggies here. Okay. Yeah. What are your favorite rituals mm. when it comes to recharging your creativity? Yeah, um, I, we, uh, we dabble in the meditation a bit. Um, I do that a lot. I feel like um, I like I feel like cleansing could just be just as important as consuming when it comes to 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 your inspirations and stuff like that. So mm, taking that yeah. time to yourself to kind of cleanse rather than constantly consuming um, inspiration and references and videos and pictures and things like that. Um, yeah. Cleansing the palate for me is a huge, is a huge thing. Um, so yeah, meditation, I do the yoga and love to work out um, when I get a chance and cooking is also meditative as well for me. Vince could, Vince could definitely speak on that. He's the chef of the crew. What's your, what's, what's your forte, Vince? Huh? What's, what's, what, are, what are your dishes? What are your, what, bro, what are bro your... I called Vince the other day. I'm like, what are you having for dinner? I was expecting, I don't know, like a steak. He's like, oh, you know, I'm just fucking chefing up a little split pea soup. And I'm like, what the fuck? It came out of left field. <laughs> I, was not, I was not expecting split pea soup. I was like, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. can I have some? Like, damn. Yo, Taj, have you had a uh, halal jerk chicken before? No. Yo, there's a spot no, in Scarborough. Was... I was I was shocked. It was beautiful, but only in Toronto is halal jerk chicken. Yeah, yeah. Where was What's it? What's the name of the spot? It's like yeah, I'll try and find it for you. It's like Lawrence Lawrence Avenue East, and uh, I'll find it for oh, you though. I'll, I'll definitely Lawrence. send it to you. That's yeah. fucking fire. But um, I love I love barbecuing, man. I love the I love the sound yeah, of the yeah. grill. Um, yeah. Meditation, I've been tapping back into. I used to be able to meditate for a long while, but it's become hard. So I'm, I'm going back to like the guided stuff right now. Right. Just mm-hmm. to revisit it. And um, yeah, it feels good. Another thing is like just taking like a tech Sabbath, like going airplane mode for at least like 30 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever yeah. it is. Try and do your best yeah. to do that. Go for walks. Um, yeah. And just going to nature, man. That's yeah. a huge yeah. one for me. Nature. That's deep. That's deep. Yeah. yeah. Christo? Yeah. I mean, these guys hit it on the head, but constant journaling, you know, that gets me through a lot of stuff every day almost. Like just writing to yourself, being your own therapist, even, or, and even if you, you know, do seek help outside of yourself is good, but I think always just talking to yourself, you know, almost in this third person journaling is key for sure for me. Journaling is very key for sure. Do you guys experience, because I feel like a lot of creatives in our industry do, do you have that feeling of, burnout or or losing your creativity because I, I feel like when i watch your work you guys are always still striving to push the envelope and you always do something that i'm like fuck like mm-hmm. they get it like how did they think of that but yeah. I, know, I know this industry can be kind of unrelenting with you you know you write 20 treatments and they all flop definitely yes. we've had nights <laughs> where we've written a million we've the one thing I can say about it is like we haven't been around the longest time in terms of like the grand scheme of shit, but we fucking wrote a million fucking treatments, man. 
<laughs> some we love that have never gone through, some we've written 30 times over and over again that tried to fish and never got through. And even just the last run of videos, we went to LA and did like, I don't know, fuck, seven videos in like two right. months. And I remember me and Glenn were going crazy because we were so busy that we couldn't even watch a movie. Like, like for those three months, we didn't watch anything that came out. We were like, did you see this yet every night? Like, no, because you just don't have the mental capacity to even, you know, watch something for two hours and really pay attention to it. And that, that three months was definitely burnout time. You're not seeing your friends or family stuck in LA during COVID, you know? And I think that's why a big part of this year is, you know, yeah, we love the output that we do and, we know it's necessary, but I think this year is about recharging a bit for us and, and pivoting and making sure that burnout doesn't destroy us. You know, there's some point where it like it, it works in your favor and then you fucking fall off the edge mm-hmm. and you want to toe that point. And I think we can and we're smart enough when there's enough of us to balance each other out. And this year is about, you know, going this way or whatever way to, to avoid that. But yes, we fucking like, definitely experience Yeah, it. totally. And I think one thing that like the meditation has taught me is like, you become aware of when that burnout is approaching, mm, you know, yeah. so you can take that time to, uh, to sit back and kind of not let it get too heavy. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely a thing, but your awareness for when it coming is very important. You know, I yeah. think, uh, I think we had a year where we were experiencing burnout, all of us, myself, mm-hmm. Julian, who's um, moved on to like mild detox, but he was one of our partners on production too. So four of us, we had like a huge year and I think we didn't realize we were burning out. Um, we we're just yeah, working, working, yeah. working. And then I think we forgot how to be friends because working with friends is tough too. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Something. I'm sure you guys so, know, like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we had to realize that, talk about it, and then relearn how to build that friendship again because it was never spoken about. And I think that's a huge part that communication helps out with meditation yeah. also that among other things but um i do remember that year now that we're talking about it so that's huge yeah i mean yeah like 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 i said you guys i'm sure you guys know like coming up like how much fun it is starting out but then you get to that point where like, oh shit you're on the world stage now you got to deliver now and then also have fun and relearning to do both at the same time is a whole other fucking circus you know that's real man and it's it's a balancing act it's funny because like literally x and i have been best friends since we're 16 and 17 and now i'm 46 and he's 45 so yeah exactly (laughs) so yeah we can't i can't even imagine the amount of shit you guys have been through you know been through the wars i was his executive assistant at one point in time when he was in his mid-20s when he broke out like yeah been through so many wars but um but i would say man like i always trust in god i trust in the universe and and um, you, you got to also listen to your body. You got to listen to yourself and exactly. know when it's time to fucking take a break. Time, yeah. you know, to set up boundaries and guardrails and all that mm-hmm. stuff and protect your energy. At the end of the day, it's all about protecting your energy, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, you yeah. got to create these rituals to help remind you why you're in this business. And and that's why for me, it's like, not sounding like, you know, cliche, but it's, it's funny because going back to your early quote about um, inspired by our youth, even though I'm forty, even though I'm forty six, I'm still very youthful with my mentality. I'm very yeah. like I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm still a kid. Yeah, yeah. feel that for to, sure. Feel that. Yeah, when it comes to being curious and and going out there and still being inspired by artistry, because a lot of times, you know, especially being in my position, they say comfort kills passion. Yeah. But I'm always searching like who's the what's the next movie? What's the next film? What's the next music video? What's the thing that's 
the next thing. And, and that's what always reminds me why I got in this business in the first mm -hmm. place. And because for me, once I lose that magic, then it's over for me. You know, True. that's a good point. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the reason why we're expanding into a pro uh, to a podcast series, because we're in the business of storytelling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And our jobs is always being hired to tell the artist story, but no one knows yeah. our story. Yeah. So yeah. we wanted to create a platform to tell our story, how we came up, what inspired us to be in a business to creating visuals that will live on to the day we die and beyond. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, and to the segue, I always want to just always throw out there because I love sharing art. I love sharing music. I love sharing this information, uh, which is my last question is, is there like a, uh, a recommended dope short film that you've enjoyed recently? A music video, mm -hmm. commercial, short film, branded content, yeah, short, something. Short form content. Yeah. Short form content that has like, just like opened up your, your cranium that to be like, holy shit, man. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's fucking fire. That kind of reminds you of why you do what you do with, you know, do what we do, you know? Yeah. Shoot. I know I have. And I know, I feel like I just thought of this like, fuck, I better remember this. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Give us a second. Give us a second. While, while we think about that though, Tosh, I, I, there's, there's like an energy that, you know, comes with like what you guys are doing now with Fela. And I feel like, you know, we never spoke before this when you guys are like pop rock or creative soul, but I wow. feel like there's, okay, I feel like, see you, baby. but I feel like there's a, I feel like there's a new energy now, you know, I feel like you guys are mm. excited about what you guys are doing with Fela and it's like a new chapter in a lot yeah, of ways. The, the, the excitement is, is, is truly independence yeah um true uh, you know like both companies are both prior companies we had you know with creative soul we were backed by this company called s8 and then our former company pop rock we were backed out of this we we're backed by this big multimedia company out of montreal called attraction media right and even though on one hand look i'm a, I'm a virgo libra so i'm gonna speak from the libra side of me <laughs> On the Libra side of me, I'm like, you know what? Like, I always look at, there's always good and bad in everything. The good in that situation was, here it is, I had two companies that believed in us, that were willing to, like, put their money where their mouth is and back us. But mm -hmm. nothing is free. And for me and Axe at the time, you know, even though they claimed that we were partners, but they treated us like fucking workers. Mm, yeah. And the final straw for me as they say uh, breaking the straw or breaking the straw over the Cam camel's back camel's whatever yeah. the fuck it is whatever <laughs> last funny enough last year in march myself dean and my former business associate adam palmer shout out to alan potter my former adam palmer my former head of my former head of production we got furloughed with a company that we created and literally pop rock was everything that we've done just like creative soul was everything we've done meaning our relationships our drive, our hustle, we made everything happen. But because of our business infrastructure at the time, because we have a backer and we were, and because we are a part of an infra, uh, a conglomerate, regardless of our efforts and regardless of our hustle, we still had to answer to somebody. Mm -hmm. And what was, what was fucked up was when we got furloughed, meaning put on fucking pause or whatever, I was, my wife looked at me, funny enough, my wife, shout out to my wife, my partner. <laughs> shout out to my wife. <laughs> shout out to my wife. You know? And you see me eating a little food. My wife brought me dinner because I never fucking eat because I'm, I'm constantly fucking grinding. Um, I forget to eat. Uh, it's a bad, bad habit. Um, but literally, it was Friday the 13th, March. 
of last year, 2020, when I had to tell my wife the company that we built with our blood, sweat, equity was mm. being taken away from us. Mm. And yeah. then I was like, you know what? Fuck you. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, leadership, leadership starts from the top and it's on me because I should have learned from my lessons of what happened with S8 with the fuckery that happened over there as well. Mm. Meaning the situation with Pop Rock, I should have made sure going into that situation that we had full autonomy and full control of our situation and we had full ownership. So it's one thing backing us, that's fine. But if we parted ways, I still walk away with what we got to walk away with. Right, right. Yeah. But unfortunately, I didn't I didn't learn from my first mistake, so that's on me. So I've known the blimp but myself. And but 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 the positive that came out of that was during this time of transition and um of 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 grayness. That's where I got inspired to come up with the new company. Mm-hmm. And which was crazy because it was birthed out of a revolution. This is at the time when George Floyd's the George Floyd situation happened. Mm-hmm. COVID was happening. Mm-hmm. There was an uprising of of black mobility and just people just getting tired. It was it was the perfect powder keg where people were frustrated being at home. One of the biggest revolutions that was televised with mm-hmm. the George Floyd situation around the world. And then that was the inspiration for Fella. And our mantra yeah. being own your culture, tell your story. And that's why I identified a lot with your guy's slogan in the sense where inspired by your youth, influenced by our city, Mm. where you live by a mantra. Because Mm, outside of coming up with a cool name, you have to have a mantra. You have to live by a certain code of ethics, by a certain philosophy. So for us, being those who tell stories for people like us, people of color, who don't tend Mm. to get their voice heard or misconstrued, or whitewashed or underrepresented, we wanted to continue the tradition of inclusion and diversity outside of it just being a soundbite, which it is today, so be it. But we've always been that, that, that movement. We've always been a creative movement that spoke to those things. And I continue saying, I got to keep pushing it. And just like what we're doing now with Fella and shit, I'm looking for the day that we could collaborate with Kid Studio. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. and 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 help mm-hmm. maybe possibly may help you guys make your first fucking movie, hell us yeah, and A twenty four. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's that kind of thing, and that's what it's about. Because when I came up in the era, it was truly the era of the screw face capital, where mm-hmm. motherfuckers are on some crabs and a bucket shit. Like, oh, you're trying to get out? Fuck you! Why do you deserve yeah. to be out of here? And <laughs> X and I were the first ones out, like over that hill. I had a question when, like, we're talking about Toronto and arts and culture and all of that. Like you guys had this, you and X have this ability to bring huge artists into the city to shoot music videos. Was that like right. a conscious, conscious decision, like to put on for the city and have people experience Toronto for what it really is? Or like, I always like that was always mind blowing to me that artists would come to Toronto just to shoot the video. Yeah. You guys. So, sure. so, so here's a little. I'm gonna put a little. You know, since we're a family here now, because you guys are family now. Okay, you guys are family. I'm gonna get you guys tatted on my fucking arm. Okay, we're family. I fuck with Kid Studio. Okay, we co-sign. We fuck with oh, them. Yeah. This is fam. Okay. Um. So to your point, to your question, Glenn, it's 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 yes, it's it's just just two. There's two tiers here. One, we wanted to a create a situation where hey, artist, look. I know you have this budget. It's probably not not the most fruitful. But if you come to Toronto, Mm. one, you get more production value 
and you yeah. get to experience a culture that you've never seen before. Yeah. Okay. So, hey, so when, when so when you think about Sean Paul, give me the light, give me the light, time pass the draw. That was Sean Paul impression. Shit. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Compliments of the of the red wine. Compliments of the red wine. <laughs> So the Sean Paul video experience, even though, yes, it's dance hall and we're blessed to, to reintroduce dance hall to the entertainment industry worldwide, but that was a Toronto move. Yeah, that was a Toronto play, okay? Yeah. From, from the, all the dancers, from Tanisha to Jay yeah. Blaze to, to Ponytails, who we nicknamed, seeing her literally audition in the fucking parking lot. That was a <laughs> Toronto move. For fucking big shout to Rihanna when we shot... Yeah, pun, the, uh, pun the replay mm -hmm. her well, first Mario. music video ever Mario yeah, yeah. to shooting yeah. um, to work 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 yeah true when they which they came to us with their second video because the first one they trashed no shots <laughs> this <is> facts <laughs> because unfortunately like how are you going to make a record that had was, that was produced by Boy Wonder yeah, yeah, that yeah. was written that was written party. by Party Next Door <laughs> that featured Drake how the fuck are you not coming to Toronto fam it's so true yeah facts <laughs> You gotta come to Toronto, right? Because yeah, yeah. again, it's like you can't make art without the culture. Yeah, yeah. And that's really what happened with it. the first video. They tried to do some LA shit. No shots to LA. I love LA. <laughs> Toronto's Toronto, man. And and yeah, to man. me, it's like that's what it's always been about. It's about and and on my other side, I'm just sure you guys know the other side of me. I used to produce events for like over 20 years with Maximus yeah. Entertainment. So yeah. when we used to do these music videos, we used to also do parties. So we did parties yeah. with Usher, we did parties with Kanye, we did parties with Sean Paul, you name yeah. it, Jay-Z, Diddy, you yeah. name it, the list Everybody. goes on. We were always trying to make sure Toronto was the backdrop. Toronto was integrated with the culture of film, of storytelling, with partying, now with sports, everything. And that's what I loved about what you guys have done. You guys have taken that and amplified that as well, yeah. right? And that's why I loved your first breakup video with The Weeknd because, again, I, I, I could, I, you, you literally clicked all the five senses for me. The visual to the... I could smell it. I could taste it. Like, <laughs> that was fucking Toronto. That was yeah. Queen Street vibes. And if yeah. you're not from here, you now had uh, an introduction yeah. exactly. to what Toronto's from, uh, all about. A friend of ours from actually from TDE's camp, um, we we just met him a couple months ago. Said he watched that for the, he, and he now he's obsessed with Toronto culture and he's like yeah it all started from getting the fall. I saw that video. I'm like yo, there are people like this in Toronto. I just want to walk on Queen Street West in slow motion. He, he made that joke. Like, <laughs> he didn't even know it existed, you know. And that's yeah. that's what he said first. That that's why and that's why we got to make the Kid Studio movie yeah. with a yeah. Toronto backdrop because it's soon. it's like what you guys have been doing. You guys have been telling Toronto's narrative in a way that speaks to an international community in a way that's so authentic and pure. Sorry, I'm going off script. But, <laughs> but again, to come back around, in terms yeah. of short form projects that blew your fucking scalp off. Yeah. Can you guys, can you guys give us, can you guys give us something in recent times that, that Re really recently, uh, it wasn't that short, but I watched, um, it, it wasn't that short, but it was 20 minutes, you know, almost. Short form, I think okay. short form as well, like thirty minutes on there, whatever. It's uh, Italian American with like it's a Scorsese um, doc. He just grabbed the camera when I think it was like the seventies or eighties, and he just went to his parents' crib and filmed them arguing for like forty minutes. 
<laughs> and I just related to that so much as like, you know, a kid, a kid of an immigrant family, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this, this will be interesting under any light, this Italian-American family or this fucking Filipino-Canadian family, you know? And it reminded me a lot of what informs us. So that's, that's one right there. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Glenn? There's something I, I caught called ear. E-E-R by this uh, director oh, yeah. named Chris, Christoph um, Borg. I'm gonna. I'm Borg Mendel? Yeah. No, no. No. Bor- that's Borg- a different one. Borgley. Yeah, I'm I always get them butchering, I'm butchering his last name, but uh, Christopher Borgley. Um, yeah. Caught that. I caught that short. Um, it yeah, was like Borgley, this, yeah. he has. He has a very particular style that I that I gravitate towards. It's very quirky and creative. Um, that's kind of the last thing I could think of right now. Um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch. I gotta watch more like short, short, short format stuff for sure. And not recent, but all the stuff Vince mentioned, like the all the early, not early, but like you know, eight years old now, Khalil Joseph stuff was huge mm-hmm. for us. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Khalil Joseph. We're definitely deserves another Khalil. mention. Yeah, yeah Khalil that's... Joseph. All his his stuff from about ten years ago, eight years ago was insane. That's you know? insane. Yeah, Vince. Man, uh, same with these guys. I haven't watched any shorts recently, but if I can like shout out some films, um, of course. My partner, she's she's like Afro Brazilian, half Japanese, but she put me onto a film called Black Orpheus, so I rewatched that Ooh. with her. Um, so that was really tight. And then just a video that makes me happy that I think we discovered when we first started, kid. It's like um, so it's like Charles Eames and his wife. They're just stacking chairs, right? But then dubbed mm. over is just Cameron's like, "Hey, mom," <laughs> over top. Yeah, or, oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, oh boy, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, small, small acts, Battle Rock. That was fire. Or uh, the Steve McQueen anthology just came out. If you guys haven't seen it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Small acts, really yeah, cool yeah. Too. Small acts. Yeah, yeah. I just funny enough, I was gonna Lover's mention Rock or which one, or whatever. That that one though, the one part of it that I really liked was episode the one where two. Yeah, where they're at the party, right? Two. Yeah, yeah, that one. That Lover's one, is, Rock. and it's That's very cool. what you and you know Taj. Guys have done your whole career. They a short, of that, so. actually, a short that I did watch recently was um, Ari Aster's thesis film. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, it's called uh, "The Strange Thing About the Johnsons." Uh, oh, is that so, the weird mm. shit about the black family with ins- <laughs> the father yeah, yeah. was like molesting his son or somewhere? It was, it was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you know, it's so funny. It's funny you said that because I'm a big fan of Ari. I'm a like, it's so funny. Like out of my camp, I'm like the only horror fanatic out of my crew. Yeah. Yeah. So like, of course, I thought Hereditary was was cool, but my, you know, Midsummer was a fucking masterpiece of a film. Yeah. I feel and the I watched... exact opposite. I loved the other one and didn't like the other one. Oh like, really? Oh, hey, so funny. Yeah. Artist objective. Artist objective. Yeah, 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 they're both great. Both great. Both great. They're both so. great. But I. But to your point, Glenn, like I went back and watched all his shit, and I watched that short. <laughs> it was like the father coming in, watching his son jacking off. I was like, what the. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what but it also but but to me it was like it was the it was like the footprints to like how oh, disturbing yeah. of a genius this man is yeah, so like yeah. i'm not surprised how like okay i get it now now you got some money now you can fucking go like fucking really ape shit on your shit no I, um, the, the common thread between all like all these films like midsummer and um hereditary and even the, that, that short film is like it touches on like a lot of family trauma in each film yeah, trying. Right. I like how he kind of like uses that as you know the jump off point to to this whole universe that he creates in each in each in each film. That's crazy. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw... announce his next his next film today. With, no, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, no. Shit. Yeah. Woo! 
Yeah. Let's go. Talk about that. I'm going to throw two gems at you guys before we, before we wrap this up, okay? Yeah. Two yeah. gems at you. You need to check out this film called Tiger. Sorry, Tigers Are Not Afraid. Tigers Are Not Afraid. Okay? Tigers Are Not Afraid. In fucking sane. Think of it like, think of it like in the vein of Pan's Labyrinth meets Narcos. Okay? Amazing. Like, <laughs> it, it's, a fan, it's a fantasy crime drama. Incredible film. Um, Mexi- Mexican director. Let me pull up her name because I want to. I want to make sure she gets her props. Uh, Isa Lopez. Shouts out to Isa Lopez. This, the film's incredible. It's one of Guillermo del Toro's favorites in recent times. Mostly, most definitely check that out. And then you since you mentioned Joaquin Phoenix, there's a hidden gem of a film that he has. Yeah, is it the one I told you to watch, Tosh? Yeah. You were never really here. You were oh, never. Yeah. Really? Have you guys seen that? I've seen it on Prime. I've been like, like I scroll past it, but <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You guys, this is you all fucking day. Trust me. Well, I, I know you want to do a romance, Glenn, but listen. <laughs> <laughs> think of it. Think of it like. Um, think of it like uh, Leon's The Professional meets yeah. Taxi Driver. It's oh, fucking yeah. insane. I know everyone yeah. talks about like you know, like the Joker and stuff like that. But yeah. this is another Oscar award performance by Joaquin Phoenix. We're going to get Joaquin on the show. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's incredible, man. And I, I, it's one of those films, both those films I mentioned are like incredible love letters to cinema and visually just stunning and just masterful pieces of work. But guys, again, uh, from the depths of my soul and from team fellow, man, I just want to tell yeah. you guys, the amount of love and respect we have for you guys. And mm-hmm. I know we work in a business that we're all like competing against each other, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'm also old school where I always like to give love where it's due. Thank and you, I just want to tell you guys, man, from the depths of my heart and X's heart, you heard it from, the, from his mouth that we have so much respect and, 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 and self pride for you guys. I, I appreciate you guys, man. You're really talented, really special guys. Um, it's amazing the work you guys are doing to be even anywhere in the story of your story is really a, yeah like and just putting the flowers out you know you guys were a huge inspiration for us you know and a big part of what we're talking about is like breaking down barriers of what music videos could be and you guys really showed us what was possible with some of some of your earlier work and and it's informed us a lot like specifically the guan big up yourself skit was definitely inspired by (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, exactly Yeah, it's a blessing. Hanging on a furnace. Yeah, watch you guys grow, man. It's incredible. (laughs) You just get better and better. Appreciate you, bro. One love, guys. God bless Toronto. God bless Toronto. God bless Toronto. God bless Toronto. (laughs) Shout out to y'all. Yo, hey, yo, and when this shit clears up, we're doing dinner. Okay, dinner on us. All right, let's do it, bro. Hello, jerk chicken to the world, guys. And there you have it. Toronto's very own kid studio. Man, that that was a great conversation, man. Very inspiring. These cats are so fucking talented. I can't wait to see their first film, man. Again, thank you guys. And again, man, y'all are killing it. Y'all are killing it, okay? And as always, I like to recommend something awesome to watch. It's going to be a film, okay? It's by the Coen Brothers. Now, of course, the first thing you're going to think is, oh, Coen Brothers, No Country for Old Men. Of course, classic film, awesome, award-winning but I want to take it back to like 84. Their breakout film called Blood Simple. It's a thriller. It's uh it's film noir. It's it's dark, it's dramatic, it's it's suspenseful. 
awesome, awesome movie. Y'all need to check it out, okay? Called Classic, hands down. One of my favorite, favorite, favorites. And if you like this episode, please feel free to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And as always, please follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Architects Pod. You can also message us and let us know if there's someone you want to hear on the show. Hit us up and hey, we'll try, okay? Architects is created by Fella and produced in partnership with Curious Cast. Our theme music and audio production are by Oso Audio. See you next time. Peace.